views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Everybody, I want to welcome you. We have got a fabulous show, one of the most important topics, at least for me. Hi, I'm Dr. Pat. Thank you for joining me here today. Eric, how the heck are you, dude? Hey, good afternoon, Dr. Pat. I'm doing great. It's the first day of spring. How can we complain, right? Absolutely. We And, and uh, FYI for everybody out there, first day of spring and the sun has peaked through here in the Pacific Northwest. That's Bam. right. It's a beautiful day. <sighs> beautiful day. And and as we like to say, you can make a beautiful day any day, but it certainly does help when you get the little poking through of the sun and maybe you've seen a couple of flowers out there. Uh, and if you're listening to this and you're on the East Coast, you're thinking, what the heck is she smoking? Because it isn't like that over here. Well, <laughs> that's, how, that, that's why we get to create that whole inner part of who we are. Yes, sir. I am so thrilled, all of you out there. We are so thrilled to be bringing you the sophisticated guys joining me here today, David and Philip Zarza. Why are you on the show? Yes, guys. How are you guys? What a great show we got planned for everybody today. Oh, my gosh. We're so excited, especially about the the topic. But, yes, you know, it's the first day of spring. Um, Trying to clean out not only our outer (laughs) lives, but our inner lives, too. Yes. Yes. Uh, so today, for those of you out there, this is, as I said, David Phillips, this is like a super important topic. And the topic is, I love what, what we're talking, I love what you guys put together. Shame on you. Can shame be sophisticated? Uh, and we're going to talk about what it is. Is it a universal experience? How does it show up? And what does it mean to us? But before we do, David and Philip, I would love for each of you uh, to tell our listeners, first of all, how has your life changed in the past since the, you've been on last in launching Sophisticated? And tell everyone a little bit about uh, who each of you are and what we're going to be doing today. David, go ahead. Sure, sure, absolutely. So hello, everyone listening out there in Radio Land. Um, I am David Zarza, and I am the psychic half of the Sophisticated Guys. And I'm the one who looks in on people's lives, the 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 people in your lives to see what's going on, you know, what's about to happen, um, what has happened, and making sense of all of it, especially the stuff that leaves you feeling confused, irritated, yeah. angry, upset, you know? And um, so the way that we work together is, you know, honestly, this is our first venture together, Philip and I. 
So uh, this radio show is our first real collaboration. We do a lot of stuff behind the scenes, you know, in preparation for our events, um, for our workshops, our seminars, our educational webinars. Um, but generally, you know, I'm the one who uh, who gets into the touchy-feely, sensitive <laughs> stuff that makes people uncomfortable, but I guide them through it with ease and grace. And for today, you know, speaking about shame, um, we want to hear, you know, about what are you embarrassed about? What are you... What are you hating? You know, what, are you, what do you have a judgment on? Because that's the indicator that you've got some shame working in your life. And, you know, what we always say, Philip and I, is that self-sabotage is just externalized shame. So mm-hmm. if you're experiencing self-sabotage, guess what? You've got something that you're ashamed about, and we've got to deal with it. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh yeah. boy, I'm li- I'm already thinking. I'm writing my answers down to the questions that you just asked. <laughs> yeah. so, welcome to the show. How are you? I mean, this is a big, big topic today, isn't it? It is. So, Doctor Pat, this is Philip, and I'm basically the polar opposite of David. So, I'm the I say I'm the translator of all things woo woo. So, when David gives you the message from beyond, I'm the one that helps you figure out what to do with it. I'm the practical, pragmatic part of the sophisticated guys. And I'm super excited about today's topic. I think that um, shame is, is a topic that people don't want to talk about. It's something they try to keep hidden, and they've touched on it. I mean, our shame is never truly hidden. It shows up in so many different ways for us through self-sabotage and uh, self-destructive behavior, addictions, and harming ourselves and uh, ruining relationships. So it's it's something that I'm very passionate about. It's something I love to work with clients on. Um, as David mentioned, this is our first time really collaborating because our backgrounds, uh, for the most part, have been pretty unique to each other. And we actually just had a lot of uh, messages come forth from the universe that it was time to try to marry those two things together. Uh, my background is in business consulting and business coaching. Like Pat, I know you sort of have a, a similar experience to that. And yeah. so, you know, being married to a psychic... Um, is something that, uh, you know, trying to figure out how can we take these things that seem really separate, really unique and different, but actually really are complementary. You know, being able to get in touch with the Spirit and and these messages that come through for David and then figure out how you can actually take and approach those and, and come up with a, a strategy for life and a step-by-step process of being able to make it to the next goal. Well, you know, this is a really important topic, and I'm really struck by some of the questions we just threw out on the table, uh, because part of this show today is for people that are going to be calling in here, and those of you, you know who you are, you're going to be able to call into the show, 425-373-5527, you can give us a shout, 425-373-5527. For those people that are going to call in, whether it is to have a uh, connection with, uh, with you both on the show to get some insight. Uh, into their lives. This is a topic that, you, if we sit down honestly, David, as you said, Philip, as you said, and ask ourselves the question, what is something you're ashamed of? So here, let me do true confessions, and then we can get to it. Yeah. There are many things that I talk about about myself on air now that even during the 10 years that I've been on air, I, were, I was ashamed to talk about. Now, uh, I'm not saying I'm going to be talking about everything on air today. 
<laughs> uh, but, but I will tell you, um, I can remember one of the first times I talked about being sick. Now, you would think for a minute, right, what is she talking about? Why would she be ashamed of being sick? Mm-hmm. Well, why is not really very helpful. But the point is, there are many people out there that are not well, whether it's mentally, physically, or emotion- emotionally. And, you know, talking about something that we feel ashamed of is hard. So tell yeah. us a little bit about that. And how do we know that we do have that shame to deal with? Absolutely. Well, you know, um, I, I know Philip wants to share, but uh, I'm going to share this story. And it's, <laughs> it's, something, it's something really simple, but it's something that haunted me for, you know, over a decade in my life. And it was, um, I grew up chubby, you know, to the point of being fat. And and I was like, I was close to 300 pounds when I was 16. And it was my freshman year in college. And I was ashamed of being fat, you know. And unfortunately, you can't hide that. You can't hide being big and huge and cumbersome. Um, But I I, I was ashamed of it. And so what I ended up doing, because I was going to school at UCLA where you know, everybody looks like a Barbie doll and like a Ken doll, um, I ended up developing some serious eating disorders. You know, I was I was anorexic for a long time, um, and it was all because I was ashamed of being fat. I wasn't accepting myself. Yes, you know, I lost weight, but it was not through healthy means. And it mm-hmm. cost me. It cost me some relationships, mm-hmm. you know. It cost me some uh, a lot of happiness. And it made me feel powerless over this weight thing, you know. And even when I was thinner, I was still ashamed of this inner fat boy. Mm-hmm. And and so I had to maintain, you know, my hiding of this shame by keeping up with the uh, with the eating disorders, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And yeah. So, so to answer your question, how do we know when shame grips us? Mm-hmm. It's when it's when we're embarrassed to talk about something. It's when we're right. when we're when we're triggered uh, emotionally by something that you know really is something that we need to accept about ourselves. Because the beautiful thing of about shame is that the gift of your true self is through your shame. Like if you look at what's wow. current, if you look at what's currently causing you shame, making you feel ashamed, embarrassed, or that you have a judgment on, or that you're hating about yourself, that's mm-hmm. the indicator of where your greatest self lies. So fast forward twenty years later, you know I'm I'm still a bigger person, but I love myself this way. You know I yeah. I eat well. I exercise, you know, I take care of myself, but I don't, I don't hurt myself like I did because I've embraced my inner Mm -hmm. fat boy, my inner fat kid, and he no longer has to, you know, rear his head by binging or purging or starving, any of that, thankfully. 
Oh my gosh. Well, let's take a short break. When we come back, I, I can I can feel Philip ready to jump in here. It's I so am. Good. I'm, I'm ready. Yeah. I, 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 I know. This, I, can, I can feel you ready to go. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, Philip, you're going to be all over it. For those of you that are calling into the show, just give us a second here. We will get you in the queue, as I know we are. Uh, 425-373-5527. Well, guess what? You got that inner fat boy and that inner fat girl over here. Both of us just <laughs> thinking about the fatness of what it was like growing up with that chain. That, that'd be me uh, I'm talking about here, David. <laughs> when we come well, back, I, I can't wait to hear what Philip has to say. Let's take a short break, everyone. Today's topic, yes, we are talking about it. Shame on you. Can shame be sophisticated? Well, I'm telling you. We got a lot of good stuff to share. We'll be right back. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day, we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. Do you know how to achieve wellness in all areas of your life? Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. Signs of wellness are a capacity to love and ability to nurture, a sense of purpose, a good sense of humor and plenty of fun in your life, a concern for others and a respect for the environment, a conscious commitment to personal excellence, a sense of balance and integrated lifestyle, and capacity to cope with whatever life presents. Well, people enjoy their lives and want them to last as long as possible. That's why the wellness mindset usually accompanies other constructive healthy lifestyle habits. By adopting a wellness mindset and behaviors like eating well, taking the right nutrition for the body, exercising, and saying affirmations are just a few things to structure a healthy system of values and beliefs. Call us at 888-777-4232. That's 888-777-4232. And visit us at maryjanemack.com. Come alive and shine with the Alive and Shine radio show with Adil and Savitri. Widen your perspective Learn to heal yourself and clarify your power of choice so that you feel truly alive and shine. The Alive and Shine radio show is your how-to guide for creating a life in which your dreams come true. Listen live each Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific time on KKNW or at AliveAndShineShow.com. Laura Longley is on a mission to remove stuckness from your life for good and replace it with happiness. Tune in Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com for The Laura Longley Show, where authentic change takes flight. Say yes to that inspired you and goodbye to your stuckness as Laura and her guests deliver powerful ways to work through common problems in this fun and unique hit show. Feel like you just can't find your happiness? Want to move past old hurts or traumas? Not feeling comfortable in your body? Consider an intuitive healing session with Christy Borst. Christy has a divine healing gift, and her process will help you experience a perspective reboot. Release that which no longer serves you. For more information and to contact Christy, visit HealingResonance.us. That's HealingResonance.us. 
admit, make me cry when you said goodbye. Ain't that a shame? My tears fell like rain. I know that song. That's that Domino. He can sing about that. Ain't that a shame? <laughs> David Phillips. I don't think you knew what we were getting into here. Shame <laughs> I know. on you. Shame on you. Uh, Philip, we heard a lot from David about this, and you, you heard me talk a little bit about my first shame story, at least the first one that I remember growing up. And I know you've been wanting to chime in. Shame. You know, shame, the lifetime game changer. Tell us about that in your experience, and tell us a little bit about what side of, uh, of the team you make. Well, I think... Where I would like to start is sort of the first question about how, how do we yeah. know if we actually have shame that we need to deal with? And I think that, yes. for me, shame is it's universal. It's something that everyone has to deal with at some point in their life. And I think that uh, moments where we feel like we're undeserving or we're bad or uh, times where we feel like there's something that's wrong with us, that judgment that, that we might have, that's where we're really starting to bump against our shame. And yeah. the process of trying to keep those things hidden is really exhausting. And so those times where you just feel worn down and tired and, and like the world has you know, beaten you up, it's right. really related to some sort of shame that we're trying to hide. And right. the questions of, um, you know, what, the, for listeners today in terms of, you know, who we might want to connect with when they call in, if you have this running dialogue in your head about if anyone ever finds this out or if anyone knew this about me or if this ever came to light, that's all related to shame. And I think that, Anyone listening has had those moments in their life. And so anytime that you're aware of those sorts of uh, behaviors or questions, there's likely shame there that you need to deal with. I think what's really interesting about shame um, is that a lot of times the shame that comes to us is really something that we, we learned as children. And so my yeah. own personal experience with shame is as a child, I was very hyper and I talked a lot. And to the point that I, I really sort of exhausted adults. <laughs> I was the case you wanted to just sit down and be quiet for a little bit because I was so energetic. And the, the messaging that I got back from people is, can't you just be quieter? Can't you just behave? Can't you be good? And what that ended up doing to me is that I associated being talkative or being outspoken with somehow being unacceptable or bad. And so for a long period of time as a teenager, I acted very shy and reserved and kept my opinions to myself and sort of walled my personality away because I felt like it was something that was bad, that people didn't enjoy. And so there was a process of having to undo that messaging that was my own doing because as a child, you just, you're like a sponge. You just sort of soak things in through interpretation of how people are responding to you and those messages that come in. And so that's sort of my own journey as an adult um, is to figure out how to let my personality out and to be an outspoken person without feeling that that's somehow going to drive people away or make them not like me. Right, right, right. And I think this is part of the conversation, too, is looking at how these things show up in our lives and when we don't really expect them to show up. Uh, for those of you out there, uh, we are taking your calls. I just want you to know. I uh, just want uh, everybody, Kathy, uh, you know, just uh, hang in there. We'll get to you in a minute. Uh, we're going to be taking everybody's call, 425-373-5527. Uh, you know, part of this, and I shared a little shame story with you guys uh, about the first time 
that I can remember shame. Now, I'm not saying that I had other shame. I actually had one other time when I was younger that I remember something like this. But, you know, I remember this time very vividly because I think it had to do with my physical self. And so many of us right now are experiencing issues of body image and standards that are impossible to reach. I mean, I actually would love to get a hold of the man that invented the six-inch heel for women. Really? (laughs) Come on. You know, I I mean, think about it. And if you're not wearing that heel and you're, you know, you're out and you're in a certain group of people, what does that mean? Well, you know, this is part of it. I shared during the break that one of the things that happened to me the first time that I wore a bra, I had been playing with the same group of friends, mostly little boys in the Bronx. And the next thing I know, my mother's got a bra for me. I'm out there at summertime. And the next thing I know, everybody's making a big deal about the bra. About the, I didn't even know it was a big deal. I mean, this is the life that I was living. Well, I didn't even know it was a big deal. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, thank goodness for me that I, I moved on in life without that being that traumatic. But what it did for me that did stay with me, David, in Philip, is it gave me a sense of body image and what that meant. And I have to tell you, you, I was a little chubby tubby. That was my little nickname growing up. Can you imagine chubby tubby? (laughs) No, I would have hated it. Oh, my God. And, uh, and, you know, there weren't many people that called me that and were standing like five minutes later. But it still was hurtful. Um, what are the most common types of shame? Um, the ones that I've seen that are the most common are um, shame around, oh, like, your family of origin. You know, mm. if, if they were different than the other families around you, uh, mm-hmm. like, was it a single-parent household? Was it an abusive household? You know, was it, uh, were you poor or were you rich? You know? Right. Um, those seem to be the most common ones. The next ones that I've seen are uh, shame around personal identity. You know, are you gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgendered? Um, are you uh, obsessed about some part of your body image? You know, or do you feel broken or wrong in some way? You know, I'd say those are the most common ones. What do you think, Philip? I think shame can manifest in a lot of different ways for people, and sometimes it, it can be these broad topics that David mentioned, which are sort of the the ones that are the most common. But it can really become you can become fixated on on anything related to your shame. Shame is is directly related to our self esteem and our self worth, and so any of those internal um, measurements that we have about ourselves, we can attach some level of stigma and shame to it. I think, you know, part of what I'm really obsessed with, Dr. Pat, as you know, is sort of this idea of pop culture and media and how that relates to uh, some of the spiritual and, and concept, spirituality and concepts that we talk about. And for me, I think if you look at pop culture and you think about some of the things that we see, if you think about a, a young girl who becomes a big-time movie star, a huge starlet, there's all this pressure that's put upon her to be the girl next door, this big sex symbol any shame that she might feel from either her background or her worthiness, her body, those things start to manifest. And so we see repeatedly where these young girls start to 
they fall apart. They start to drink. They start to party. They start to have all these scandals. And it's really sort of a self-sabotaging sort of behavior as a, as a reaction to the shame that they feel typically around the success or the attention and whether or not they're deserving of that. And so I think with shame, it's really more about when you start to see specific behaviors and things that you're doing. And if you can step back and start to realize that you're, you're doing things to self-sabotage or to uh, ruin the things that are going well in your life, that's where you really can start to pick apart where the shame stems from and, and, and end those behaviors. Well, one of the things that I, that I know for sure is that, you know, if you're walking around shame, that there's something that we're afraid of. And, you know, shame, blame, and fear, they hang out together. It's like a mold growing on a piece of cheese that you've left out on your counter for a month or two. Uh, and I'm not talking about a blue cheese, but it'll happen with that. I mean, it really is. And, you know, what's kind of interesting about this topic is that, you know, what you're bringing up and bringing to the table is very, very important because it starts to invite us in life to play small, to play little. Exactly. That is really not, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't oh, know yeah. that you guys that's not a divine plan, is it? No, it's not. It's it's actually um, like a denial and actually the greatest betrayal of yourself. To me, I call it the greatest sin, is the betrayal mm-hmm. of self. And mm-hmm. when we start playing small like that, like when you mentioned, you know, when we start hiding our true selves, oh yeah, you can count on your life feeling painful, stuck, embittered, and um, half-hearted. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to go right to the phones. Uh, for those of you out there, I want you to know that uh, you are listening to Sophisticated Talk Radio with David Zarza, Philip Zarza, right here. They are the sophisticated guys. When we come back, we're going to take your calls. We're going to tell you how to find out more about them. And, you know, ask yourself the question, what level of shame am I aware of in my life that I no longer want? And give us a shout and see if we can get you some help, like right now on the show with David and Philip. Uh, 425-373-5527. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to go right to the phones, give you lots of information. Get ready to say goodbye to Shane forever. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the show. What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world and to like yourself a lot more? Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question and everything changed for me. Asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities. And it's not about finding the answer. It's about being the question, always. What I'm inviting you to step into is something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Gandhi, Picasso, and Aristotle all knew to be true. What if no question is too big or too small? What if anything is possible for you? What if together we could create a kinder, gentler, happier world? Is now the time? Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for a free video series, My Gift to You. Beingyouclass.com What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change this world requires? beinguclass.com. I'm Christine Upchurch, and this is a Stellar Reflections Minute. What does the word healing mean? 
Many think that healing merely means eliminating symptoms. However, based on my many years as a healer, I have a much broader perspective on the word. Healing can manifest in a variety of ways, including having physical problems resolved, becoming more emotionally centered, experiencing better relationships, gaining greater clarity, and feeling more spiritually connected. True healing always includes some level of transformation. Whatever form healing takes, there is one commonality, an improvement in quality of life. To me, the highest form of healing goes beyond aligning with wellness. It comes from recognizing our soul's voice and allowing it to speak through us. And in that sense, don't we all yearn to heal into our wholeness? Please visit StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. If not today, one day you will need chiropractic care. Before you choose one, get a copy of this special report. Five Keys to Selecting the Right Chiropractor. Available free. And you can read it in about six minutes. Get the care you need, when you need it, from the right chiropractor. Visit wellnessone.net or call toll-free 866-499-7509. Go to wellnessone.net or call 866-499-7509. Tune in to Intuit University, compassionate guidance connecting you to your inner wisdom with internationally renowned psychic and medium Sherry Dillard. The second and fourth Thursday each month at 12 p.m. Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Get ready for an hour of practical spirituality and a fun and magic carpet ride into the spirit realm. This hit show is a combination of call-in readings and intuitive mentoring as Sherry supports and empowers you to create your best life in relationships, career, finances, life purpose, and spirituality. For more information, visit SherryDillard.com. Oh, yeah. Boy, that, that, that bringing back some disco memories for me. I know, it's, it's oh, weird yeah. that song about shame was making me dance, but I, I think it's actually a really good lead-in to what we were talking <laughs> about on the break, is that, you know, shame, right. we put so much of an emphasis on shame and sort of, um, you know, being the thing that we should avoid, but really we're willing to, to face shame and, and, and get into it. It actually can really be a catalyst for great growth and change in our lives, so... But I, I was totally dancing to it. Well, let's help somebody catalyze. Well, you know, I think that part of this is also to look at how shame can become a catalyst for change. Shame could be the lead-in to the change. The shame could lead to the change. But mm-hmm. only if we look at it in a very healthy way. And that's really the trick to yeah. so many things. Um, yep. Before we go to the phones, tell folks the best way to find out more about you. Let's talk about Facebook. We're going to go to the phones. We're going to go to instant messages. And, boy, we are really rocking it today, folks. Yeah. Well, um, people can reach us on our respective websites. Uh, mine is davidzarza.com. Uh, you can find the link on the Transformation Talk Radio website page. And um, you can always also call me, you know, 206 920 and we can book uh, private sessions. To deal oh, with. I'm I'm much more active on the social media sites. So Twitter dot com, we are sophisticated there. So S O P H I S T I G A Y T U D, sophisticated. And then Facebook dot com, we're get sophisticated there. And you can uh, also email us radio at get sophisticated dot com, or check us out at get sophisticated dot com. 
Awesome. Well, let's, yeah, let's go ahead and do this. Eric, um, let's go to the phones. Who do we have waiting? All right, let's talk to Kathy calling from Bellevue. Hello, Kathy. Hello. Thank you so much for taking my call, you guys, including Eric. Thank you so much. And what do you want? Do you want me to just spit out what my deal is real quick? Yeah. What do you see the problem as? Okay. All right. So, because this same thing is just right, unfortunately, on my alley. (laughs) So, I, I guess I feel shame for not being good enough, not being good enough. Uh, because I lost my job, not being good enough because I lost my husband I loved, uh, not uh, and keep losing my home and my jobs, and still being in this position after 11 years. Yeah. And now I'm now I'm looking for a new place to live again, and and I think I'm also addicted to pain is why that it keeps yeah. happening. <clears throat> so if you so, can tell me what city to move in in the end after you tell me everything else that would be great (laughs) well one of our favorite things to do is uh, teach our clients how to help themselves right so so i'm going to ask you some questions and i'm sure philip has some questions too um i want to ask you so you just described uh, the results of not feeling good enough you know your spouse left you lost your house you lost your job. Um, those are the symptoms of someone who does not like themselves so much. You know, the, the universe, the external world, was validating what you were experiencing in your internal world. Right. So I'm, so I'm going to ask you, if you think back in your life to one of your earliest memories that you have where you felt not good enough or when somebody told you you're just not good enough. Can you recall that time? Well, I have such a struggle with this because it just didn't seem like that was there. The only thing I can think of was uh, red hair. So that was made me different, red hair and freckles. And mm. it made me different. It's the only thing I can think of because I, you know... And I just remember one instance where my mom, you know, um, was playing house with the little boy next door. And uh, she, you know, came in, and we were probably four years old. Uh And, of course, she was one that would say, oh, shame on you. And so that's the only kind of things I can think of. Got it. And so how did you feel when she said shame on you at that age? Well, pretty bad. You know, like, oh, I must have done something, you know, terribly wrong. Yeah. Or or what I I was doing, just playing. Right. You know, something something I felt naturally drawn to was wrong. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's almost like that four-year-old learned to question every single decision that she wanted to make. Yeah. So I've got to tell you, Kathy, um... Four-year-old has been running your life, right? You know, yeah. So, so how do you change it? I've been working on it for eleven years. (laughs) This since since my husband left me, that was like you know threw me into uh, the spiritual journey, and Uh and I I, and now I feel shame because after eleven years on this spiritual journey, 
here I am, worse than I was before. And it's like, what's uh-huh. up with this? When's it yeah. gonna, when's, so, when am so, I going to manifest something? So Good. how much worse? How much worse do you want it to get? No, <laughs> you don't want it to. Exactly. Yeah. So you right. want Kathy, it to change? Go ahead. No, I was just going to say. So, Kathy, if, if I were to ask you what. If you could describe a person who was good enough to keep their job and their husband to have a nice home, how would you describe that person? How would, how would I describe a person what that I admired? Is that what you're saying? Well, or what? When I was listening to you, the way that you, you framed it was that your, your shame is around not being good enough. And that, right. as David pointed out, because of this, it's sort of like, You've, you've lost the, the love, you've lost the partnership, you've lost the job, you've lost your home. So what would be good enough? What what type of person is good enough to have those sorts of things? Because there there's something under the surface that I think you might be avoiding a little bit in that you've made a connection between losing things that you care about and your ability to be good enough to deserve to keep them. And so that's the thing that you have to figure out is what deep inside you somewhere under the surface, you have some sort of measurement of if I can manage to be this good, then I get to keep these things instead of having them slip through my fingers. But until you actually get to that, until you can actually figure out for yourself what you are putting as that measurement, then it's sort of what David's hinting at, but more things are going to have to keep being lost. And so that's why it's really important that you can ask yourself that question. Well, okay, well, when would, that, when would I be good enough? When would I be okay enough? When would I be acceptable enough to be able to have someone to love me? Can I give you, can I give you the answer, Kathy? Uh, sh- sure. Well, being <laughs> perfect, it always that's what I keep coming up with is like, well, I, I have to do it perfect, and it won't work until I'm perfect, and of course we know what that's like. Okay, go ahead. The, uh, the answer would be great. <laughs> yeah, and and I have, a, I have a feeling you've tried being perfect, and that's what led to the losses. Ah, yeah. Because guess what? Um, perfect isn't realistic. Perfect isn't honest. Perfect isn't real. You know, so the answer is I want this to stop today. I want this to stop yeah. now. I don't yeah. need any more evidence that points to the idea that I'm not good enough. So yeah. if you were to tell me, David, if I do this thing, I know that that would communicate to me that I am worth all the good in the world. What's that thing? That if you were to do or if you were to experience, Love myself. Bingo. Mm -hmm. And what's one of the best ways for you to show that to you, that you love yourself? Is it to, is it to, go ahead. Well, I was going to say being kind to myself, but I'm working so hard on this, you know. Here's what I hear. I hear that you're trying, but you're not doing it. Because if you were it's doing it, happening. you wouldn't. You, yeah, you wouldn't. You wouldn't be experiencing this over and over, repetitively and repetitively. I know. I know. So, I know. so, 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 what I what I'm asking is, 
let's stop it and let's actually do it. Let's stop trying. Because okay, I really... think too. Yeah, I think too. Letting go of that idea of perfection, because if if that's underlying operation system for you, is that I'm not good enough until I'm perfect at it. Then, even in eleven years, even in eleven lifetimes, you're never going to be perfect. It's not something that you can achieve. And so you're always going to feel like you're falling short. You're always going to feel like there's more that you need to do or that you haven't, you haven't made it to being good enough. And so changing that to saying, am I better today than I was yesterday? Am I getting closer to this goal that I set? Am I making improvements in my life? Are my relationships getting better? Are, are my finances getting better? Am I closer to getting to those sorts of, that sort of way of thinking allows you to have success. But trying to be perfect does nothing at all but set you up to fail because it's not something that's real. It's not something you can ever achieve. It's not something you can attain. So, Kathy, um, yes. here, here's what needs to happen, okay? Um, I'm sensing that you are resisting your past. You are resisting embracing your past because of My all past. the... Yes, your past, okay. your history, because of yes. all that. Oh, past, not, okay. Yeah, because of all that ple- unpleasant stuff that happened there. Right. Um, okay. Do you do you find yourself telling yourself, um, "I don't want to repeat what happened back then. I don't want that to happen again." Right. Do you find yourself saying that? Yes, definitely. Yeah, that needs to stop. And the way it stops is by you finding what gifts you actually received from losing your job from having your husband leave, from losing your home. So tell me, what's one positive that you got out of your husband leaving? Um, just, I guess being on the spiritual journey, because that's the question I always ask. What, what gift was that? What was the gift in this? <laughs> okay. Um, I, don't, I don't believe that one totally. There's something better. Okay. Okay. What's a this real gift? This has been my question. Yes, this is always my question. Where, where, where is the gift? Because I figure once I get the gift, then uh-huh. this all I'll change. Okay, well, exactly. let, me, let me jump in here for a minute, if I could, um, Kathy, and ask you a question because this is, uh, you know, yeah, here, having Dr. had Kat. relationships end in my own life, I understand in that moment of them, they're very, very difficult. And of course, oh, you know, I'm sorry, Doctor the... Pat, I can't hear you at all. I didn't hear a word you said. Okay, uh, I don't know if Eric can turn us up a little bit. Eric, can you do that? Um, what I'm trying to say is that, you know, there are different relationships that happen in our lives. And so it's hard sometimes to look at something and say, oh, let me tell you what I'm grateful about. Oh, let I didn't me, hear let anything. Let me just ask you I'm to sorry. think about something without you even answering it. Anyone uh-huh. that has ever left me or ended a relationship with me in my life, Guess what the big aha moment was for me? So what it was is, and I'll bet David, Philip, right? You know what the big aha was? Just about this one issue. When somebody just ups and just is gone, whatever that's for, whether they found somebody new or who knows. Here's what the gift was. The gift was showing me that I did not have to spend my life with someone that didn't love me. I deserve to be loved. Yeah. Do you see what I'm trying to say? It's, yeah, I it can be anything. Be I mean, a lot of times, people who feel like you know they're they're too scared to, or they they see 
the, the fear that they have is that they're not able to take care of themselves, that they need someone to, to care for them. A lot of times a relationship will dissolve so that they're forced to realize that they, they can take care of themselves, that they can be self-reliant. So, so mm-hmm. the same action, the same uh, event of a relationship ending, it can have a lot of different meanings for different people. And so I think that's, that would be my advice mm-hmm. is to really figure out, typically there was some sort of fear in that relationship. There was some sort of uh, underlying thing that was, that was on repeat. And the relationship ending was to try to move whoever had that experience beyond that fear so that they were more mm-hmm. equipped to, to be stronger in their life. And that's something that's yeah. unique to, to each person. Yeah. Okay. Kathy, th- thanks for calling in. I think oh, you've got a lot okay, to here, talk that Kessel. we've talked about. Right. Actually, we're going to keep talking about it. So thank you so much. And, and Is anybody else here, today. Dr. Thank Pat? you for giving everybody a lot to think about. You know, uh, David, Philip, I'd like to skip the break because I know I've got an instant feedback question, and I know you all have a Facebook question. Uh, before yeah, let's we do deal that, with them. Please give out your information really quickly, and then let's go to Facebook. Let's go to Instant Feedback, because this is good. we got about 10 minutes. I'm just skipping the break. We're just going to yes. go at it. How's that sound? Yes. Excellent. <laughs> so, yes, you can find me, David Zarza, at davidzarza.com or um, david at davidzarza.com. And then look for us online, twitter.com forward slash sophisticated, facebook.com forward slash get sophisticated. All right, so you guys got a couple of questions. Why don't you go with yours first, and then we'll get to the instant feedback I've gotten as well. All right. So one of the questions that we got is, when shame is acknowledged, what can we do to start overcoming the self-judgment or lack of forgiveness, especially in a society that can easily bombard us with distorted images? Good question. What would you say, Philip? I think for me, once you acknowledge shame then sort of by default you start to overcome a lot of that self-judgment because when you're willing to work with shame that you have around situations, you actually start to understand yourself a little bit better. And so once you are able to understand yourself, you by default start to love yourself a little bit more because you're no longer trying to hide. You're no longer trying to keep something secret or avoid something. You're actually embracing this part of you um, and caring for it. And so the, the, two sort of go hand in hand, and it's not necessarily a very complicated process. The hardest part is actually starting to acknowledge the shame and start to yeah. unravel the things around it. Yeah. And what I would say is uh, pretend one of your children or one of your favorite young people is dealing with whatever it is you're ashamed of, you know? Um, what would you tell them to release the judgment and the resistance to forgiveness around that shame? I bet you're going to find it easier to coach them than to tell yourself, you know, what to do. But it all comes down to uh, showing yourself self-love, you know, just like with Kathy Hinchstone. So how can you love yourself even as you're dealing with this embarrassment or this judgment? Yeah. And that's what I would ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. I have a question. What's Came question? in from one of our listeners. Karen sent the question in. Uh, says, my shame is how many glasses of wine I drink in the evening. Otherwise, I practice doing everything else healthy. So shame is about how many glasses of wine I drink in the evening. Well, let me just say one quick thing and then David and Philip. 
The question really is around this particular thing. And this is, Karen, where uh, this is something that I would just ask you to look at. Um, Ask yourself the question, how are those glasses of wine helping me thrive in my life or not? If if you're having way too many glasses of wine uh, to the point of, um, you know, going beyond what some people will call one or two glasses, uh, then what I would say is you're getting a lot of good information right there. Don't you think, uh, David Phillip? Yeah, sure. to- totally. For me, I would actually push back. And I would say yeah. it doesn't sound like it's about the wine. It's about mm-hmm. the meaning that she attaches to the drinking. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's what I would want to get into. You know, mm-hmm. what's actually happening as she drinks the wine? Does she mm-hmm. feel lazy? You know, does she feel hurt? Um or he, you know? What, yep. what are they actually experiencing in association with the wine? Because I bet yep. that's what's really causing the shame and not the drinking. Well, and then ask yourself the question, what might, might, what, what might be possible in my life if I did not drink these glasses of wine for the next week? What mm-hmm. might be possible? Yeah. You're going to get a lot of information from that. Philip, how about you? Well, I, I think there are two things here. I think that as humans, we're, we're almost hardwired with what would almost be called like a, a natural shame, which is that, that inner gut feeling that tells us we're doing something that might potentially put us at risk. And so I think that is you know what you're talking about, Dr. Pat. If you feel like you're drinking in excess, especially if you feel like, um, you know, you're, you're blacking out or you're driving while you've been drinking or you know, you're falling asleep while your, your kids are playing or something like that. I mean, that sort of shame is something that you have to confront because it's self-harm and you're putting your, your own life or other people at risk. Um, what David has talked about, though, is that the reason for the drinking or the reason for the judgment on the drinking is the real issue. What's interesting to me in the question is that they said, everything else I do really fine and healthy, but this thing, I don't. And, you know, we joke sometimes that shame can make people actually go totally against what they do. And so an example might be a personal trainer who spends their days working people out and, and you know, telling them how to make healthy judgments around food and nutrition, and then they go home and they actually, you know, binge eat ice cream. And it's because of some sort of hidden shame that they feel. And so, mm-hmm. again, it's the reason for the, the drink not necessarily how much. That's really the question there. Exactly. What a great show. Look at how quickly this has gone. Do we have time? Uh, We've got about three minutes left. Do you all have another question you want to address really quickly here? And thank you, guys. Great show. Yes. I think we have to deal with self-sabotage, you know, and its connection to shame. Because Mm -hmm. um, just so you guys know, wherever you're experiencing a type of self-sabotage, whether it's through uh, procrastination, forgetfulness, resistance, or um, outright bad behavior, that's where you know that there's a part of you that's absolutely out of integrity with yourself, and it needs to be addressed now. Because guess what? Uh, worse things are just to ha- are just going to happen. And let me give, let me give you an example. Um, something that happened recently um, that's still sort of in the collective unconscious or collective consciousness. 
you know Paula Dean, right, Dr. Pat? Yeah. Yep. Um, her shadow reared its head. You know, her shame reared its head um, through this whole hoopla that she went through around using the N-word with people on her staff. Mm-hmm. You know, generally speaking, anybody who uses that word, you know, um, whether they use it jokingly or seriously, there's a lot of shame just attached with that, that N-word type language. Mm-hmm. And what ended up happening with Paula Dean, you know, on a larger stage, is her life imploded because of that shameful right. behavior. Right. And, and so that's what I want to highlight for listeners, that if you're not addressing this shameful piece in your life, or those shameful pieces in your life, um, it doesn't mean that your life is going to implode, but guess what? The universe is going to make you want to address it. And sometimes it does require your life imploding a bit. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what? I can. We could probably do the next show about how to turn implosion to expansion of consciousness and much more, because I think that's really a very powerful message. Thank you both for joining me here today. Absolutely. One more time, uh, please give out your information again, if you would. Yes, they can find us on Twitter at twitter.com slash sophisticated and Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash get sophisticated or davidzarza.com as well. Awesome. Thank you both for a great show. What a powerful topic. Thank you for all that you do. Thank you. Thank, thank you so thank much. You. Wow. I want to thank all of you for tuning us in, turning us on. And again, if you've missed any uh, part of this show today, it'll play tonight on Transformation Talk Radio again. And then over the weekend, we have lots, lots planned for you, especially uh, what David and Philip are going to unroll for all of our greater good. We'll see you next time on the show. Longley is on a mission to remove stuckness from your life for good and replace it with happiness. Tune in Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com for The Laura Longley Show, where authentic change takes flight. Say yes to that inspired you and goodbye to your stuckness as Laura and her guests deliver powerful ways to work through common problems in this fun and unique hit show. Introducing a new hit show, Sheer Alchemy with Leslie Fontaine on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Get ready to stir up your passions, remove your blocks, and shift into an entirely new existence. Gifted, shifted, and powerful is what this show is about. Tune in each month to Sheer Alchemy with Leslie Fontaine. Visit TransformationTalkRadio.com for show dates and times and LeslieFontaine.com to say yes to explosive abundance. Tune in each Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 Eastern Time on Transformation Talk Radio to Limelight Radio with Katina Macris. 
This is an inspirational, cutting-edge radio show educating worldwide listeners on a diversity of Lyme disease-related topics. Each week, Katina will interview some of the world's leaders in health, wellness, spirituality, and human potential. For more information, visit LymeLightRadio.com. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. Having trouble keeping up with the accelerated, life-altering changes occurring on the planet? The Quantum Vortex is the brainchild of Meg Benedicte, a pioneer in quantum healing and energetic activations, weaving together ancient spiritual knowledge, quantum physics, and vibrational healing. Meg Benedicte is accelerating change at the cellular level. For more details on private sessions, meditation CDs, downloads, and teleseminars, visit NewEarthCentral.com. What would you do if you knew that you could not fail? The Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile is a radio forum for some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Dr. Pat brings together and introduces visionary scientists and futurists, environmentalists, educators, business leaders, inventors, filmmakers, authors, artists, mystics, and healers who inspire and support individual and collective growth and positive cultural shifts. This award-winning radio show empowers the listening community to be the change they want to see in the world. Tune in to the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern for the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. Radio to thrive by. Tune in to Intuit University, compassionate guidance connecting you to your inner wisdom with internationally renowned psychic and medium Sherry Dillard the second and fourth Thursday each month at 12 p.m. Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Get ready for an hour of practical spirituality and a fun and magic carpet ride into the spirit realm. This hit show is a combination of call-in readings and intuitive mentoring as Sherry supports and empowers you to create your best life in relationships, career, finances, life purpose, and spirituality. For more information, visit SherryDillard.com. Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Steffen each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Get inspired. Create the life you desire with internationally known radio host and motivational speaker Sue London. Sue inspires millions of people to overcome difficult or traumatic situations in their lives. People feel hope, courage, and are ready to move forward after hearing Sue speak. Book motivational speaker Sue London for your next event at AskSueLondon.com. That's AskSueLondon.com. Get insider knowledge about everything that is going on at Transformation Talk Radio. Go to TransformationTalkRadio.com and enter your email to receive our newsletter. Stay updated on new hosts, inspiring guests, and good news articles from around the world. We look forward to having you join our community. 